Liverpool Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Is this Paul? Yes. Hi, Paul. It's Paula. How you doing? Good. Well, the woman we're talking to, Paula Cole, she's a singer, songwriter, performing artist or recording artist, very versatile artist in terms of her the style of not only her writing but also the music that she interprets. I would say that in the 15 years of doing this show, she is probably the most talked about interview that we ever had on here back when the Ithaca album came out. And we're going to be talking a little bit about a recent album of hers, Ballads. So, Paula Cole, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure and honor. And what an interesting factoid to learn that the interview is provocative in some way. I'm <laughs> glad it was. <laughs> I'm glad people are listening and talking. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad too. This is a heavy question, but what would you say has always been the purpose of the art that you create? Healing. Uh, I just say that from my heart. That's the first thing that comes to mind, and that's it. it is a big question. So I'm just going to go with what my body responses and that's healing and it's this what i do exacts a toll on my life it's it strains relationships i miss my family i miss my relationship i miss my kids i'm so devoted to the music and i i do it because it's a calling and i do it because i must i do it it helps me it heals me and i have discovered that it helps other people too and that's the tremendous joy and feeling of uh meaning out of what i do and all of this is that it, it mm. helps it helps us all and that's true for all music really absolutely i was watching the interview that we did that i was just referencing and and you were talking in that interview about the experience at berkeley and how much time you spent taking a look at the masters, like the masters of jazz. And some people that aren't really that familiar with your work, they may not know about that strong link between jazz and, and you. What would you say excites you about jazz music? Yes, one would really have to do their homework to see um, all of my points um, along the way of my trajectory and you'd, you'd be able to connect them all through the jazz community, interestingly. Um, jazz to me is a, a freedom. It's one of the most free places musically I go to and if you hear me live, you'll hear me always be improvisational vocally. I'm just always kind of, whether it's on a known song like Feel in Love or Me, I'm improvising at the ends of those songs. I'm, and that comes from my jazz background. I, I started by hearing many jazz standards through my father as he was learning them and playing them and, and having joy and healing and meaning through the music in the living room. And then, uh, going to Berkeley College of Music myself as a jazz singer. I wanted to be a female Chet Baker. I wanted to improvise. And there were a few, 
reasons why I changed course. Um, I felt I needed to sing my own lyrics and my own truths. So that rerouted me from being a jazz singer. Uh, I wanted to be in a, in a wider genre in which I could weave jazz as an influence, but not primarily reside there. Um, but if you look at it, I mean, during my hiatus, one of the only things I did do was I sang on four Chris Brody albums and I sang standards and, um, I started in the jazz clubs. My first gig was with, um, a swing orchestra. And this was ballads was, um, something on my bucket list for about 30 years and I needed to make it for my father. I mean, my dad is getting older. He's still on the planet. Thank goodness but he's definitely getting older and he's been through some health issues and I'm so glad I've made ballads. He, uh, he read the liner notes and he just quietly wept. It, this mm. is so much for him and for us and, and for the love of music itself and acknowledging the masters and see how we're all part of this brilliant thread of our heroes. And I'm very glad you made this album. It's just beautiful. I've enjoyed Thank so you. much. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. I want to know what approach do you take when you when you interpret uh, an an artist song that has become a standard that so many people have have done it. What approach do you take when you are putting the Paula Cole stamp on it? Oh, well, I I don't I don't. It's funny. I don't think of it like well, how do I put my stamp on it. I guess it how I approach it is, well, which songs really speak to my heart? And that was difficult because I'm so pent up after 30 years not <laughs> releasing a jazz album that I've wanted to release, right? Now it's been decades, so my list was very long of the songs I love. And so we recorded uh, 31 songs in five days, and and we narrowed it down to 20, so that was a double album. And um, I still have another album, like a ballad two, to release on the heels of this at some point. And as always, even when I was 19 and a jazz singer, I ask myself what speaks to my heart. And that sometimes lyrics are ill-fitting, but the melody is stunning. That might eliminate the song altogether. But in a case like Naima, which is a, a composition by John Coltrane that I adore, and John Coltrane is a, a, truly a hero for me musically. And the way he moves from his practice of more straight ahead jazz into a very personal, spiritual, transcendental style of music, very peaceful, that I needed to acknowledge him on this album. And I didn't want to sing those lyrics. They were ill-fitting for me. They're very much a man's point of view, like a very old-fashioned male point of view. So I just sang it wordlessly. So I approach it as to what speaks to my heart. I also wanted to honor women. A lot of these songs, like I said, the words can be patriarchal or kind of infantilizing or like belittling of women. They're not, they don't do women justice. So I can't sing them. So I sung songs that are great for everybody. They're great for everybody, no matter who you are. And also honoring some women writers like Bobby Jen. And I feel the ode to Billy Joe with just kind of like a blues with a flat seven chord in there should absolutely be there next to Billy Holiday another stunning female writer in American history, and Anne Ronell, who wrote uh, Willow Weep for Me. There are just a very, very few women in the genre of jazz who wrote. That's true. Hmm. 
I'm curious, and this also might be a hard question, not your favorite song from Ballads, not your favorite, but if you had to pick a song from the album to represent the album, could you do that? That's hard. That's hard. But I think, I think that I came to that question myself, interestingly, that you asked that with what is going to be track number one? Because to me, track number one is that statement. What is the invitation to the listener's journey of this album? And track one should embody that message. So I chose God Bless the Child because it's a it's a more modern take on the song. It's less jazz changes in regards to less traditional two fives and making it a little more modern with its chordal sounds, putting it into a six eight feel, which makes it more modern, but honoring Billie Holiday, honoring the lessons she learned coming out of the depression and living in Harlem with her mother. And this song comes out of a conversation she had with her mother, the struggle that she had the struggle of being a woman of color, poor, and God Bless the Child ended up being a bit of a controversial song because she was quoting the Bible and combining it with jazz. So, and yet, look, it's covered, you know, by Harry Belafonte to Paula Cole. <laughs> it's <laughs> a classic. It's so beautiful. And it's a message of hope to tell us, well, Let's pick ourselves up by our own bootstraps and look to see another day. Let's do this. We can do this. And God bless you, you know. So I would say it's that song. The first interview that we did together, you were talking about some of the artists that you have collaborated with. Who have you not collaborated with, whether it would be singing a duet with another singer or playing with an instrumentalist, something like that? that you would like to, someone you haven't worked with yet? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> you're catching me. Uh, I mean, I'm so lucky that right out of the gate, I was with Peter Gabriel, That right? That's such a beautiful one. Um, I would love to tour with Emmy Lou. I know, you know, she's still touring. I would love that. I would love to... Collaborate with Bjork or maybe Radiohead. I think that would be really interesting and cool. But I don't know. I, you're catching me. <laughs> That's just off the top of my head right now. It's a nice diverse list there. <laughs> On this ballad, too, with some of the other songs, you were saying that there was a, a second of the ballads going to be coming out? Yes. Yes, now I'm, see, I'm actually in the studio right now and I'm recording. That's where I'm headed after this interview is I'm in Los Angeles right now. I'm calling from Los Angeles and, uh, I'm recording here tracks for my next album, which will be released in 2019. And that's originals and that's not valid too, because this, this, uh, feeling, this, it's like a, a pregnant feeling, really. It's like a feeling of urgency and that you have something to say. And, and I'm like furiously writing and going into the studio and I'm working on my next album of originals. That'll come out first. That'll be next year. And it'll, I'll be discussing it all over my social media. And then I'm, I think I'm going to release Ballads 2 after that. That Ballads 2 is going to wait 
because this one is just so urgent. <laughs> and that's the way it is, right? Following our hearts for better or for worse. Well, I want to thank you for coming on this show again. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for having me. And, um, you know, thank you for your support. Really, really appreciate it. My pleasure. Anyone out there, if they want more information, it's paulacole.com. That's the official site of Paula Cole. And do you have any farewell words for our listeners before we go? Well, what I'm telling myself lately is sometimes our minds trick us. So listen to your body. How does your body feel? <laughs> listen to your body and, and make sure you're doing the right thing. You're following your heart and you're following your body. And uh, that's what I'm going to go by today. Otherwise, I hope you tune in and I hope you come to the live shows. And I'm steadily doing my thing out here as an independent artist now. And I'm really proud of the work that I'm doing now at this point in my life. So I hope you all come aboard and check it out. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All well, right. Thank you for your support. I appreciate you. My pleasure. Happy recording. Oh, thank you, dear. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All righty. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Paul Leslie Hour. If you enjoy these interviews, please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast. You can help us by listening on the free Radio Public app. The show can also be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, or Overcast. For more information, visit thepaulleslie.com or follow on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, all at The Paul Leslie. The Paul Leslie Hour theme song is performed and composed by Jeff Pike. Outro music is performed and composed by John Goodwin. See you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.